The good news is that you don't need to sit down and read the Bible from cover to cover in one massive chunk. All you need to do is read it one bit at a time. G'day everyone, my name is Mark Schroeder and welcome to Schroeder's Bible Bits. I'm a college chaplain and my job is to teach children and youth the wonderful truths that are found in God's Word, the Bible. I speak at chapels, at youth services, at church services, I teach at kids clubs and lunchtime Bible groups. Uh, At all of these places, I always teach from the Bible because I'm convinced that from the Bible, we get to learn about God and how He has loved us and how He has saved us through Jesus. Tune in and continue to learn about Jesus for yourself, not in one chunk, but bit by bit. G'day everyone, welcome to another podcast. Uh, Here's another uh, chapel talk, but this is the beginning of a series that I'm doing in semester two at my school, uh, and it's all on the Gospel of Luke. Uh, If you're up to date with these podcasts here on this podcast, then you'll know that uh, we have just finished a series on 1 Samuel, uh, which was titled The Search for a King. Uh, Well, this series uh, on Luke is titled The King Has Arrived. Um, And so uh, we're going to continue thinking about who is the forever king, uh, who is the forever king that God God's people have been waiting for, but who is our forever king? And of course, we know that uh, he is Jesus. Um, these, This talk, and probably the rest of them as well, uh, are given during a season um, during in 2020 called COVID. Um, if you're listening right now, you know all about it, but you know maybe for some reason you're listening in the future and you're like, what is COVID? It was a bad virus that like shut down everything. Um, So that included chapel. And so we couldn't do chapel uh, in the flesh face to face. So I did all my chapels online and recorded them and then uh, sent them to students uh, week by week. Uh, Anyway, I hope you enjoy this next one. Uh, This is on Luke chapter one um, and a little bit of chapter two. And it just picks up on a couple of things from those two chapters in Luke's gospel. Uh, Enjoy. G'day, senior school. Welcome to the very first chapel of semester two. The other day, uh, my second child, Wesley, came up to me and he was all top secret and everything. And he's like, Dad, you need to help me. And he's all shifty and looking around. He goes, you need to help me. I need to know how can I prank Fletcher. Fletcher's my eldest child. Uh, Fletcher's his big brother. He said, he pranked me just a moment ago and I need your help. I need to find out what is a way that we can prank Fletch. And I said, no worries, mate. We'll get him, we'll stitch him up. So what we did, he was in the bath, and while he was in the bath, I got a bucket of water, a little container of water, and I balanced it on the door of his bedroom. And then uh, he, Wesley and I sat there down the hallway and we watched. We waited until finally Fletch got out of the bath and he walked into his room and as he pushed the door open, this water container fell down and he was splashed with cold water. After a nice warm bath, the shock in his face, uh, to be honest, I found it probably a little bit too funny. Um, But nevertheless, the prank was there. We had stitched him up. We got him a good one. I wonder if you've ever done that with your friends, that you've done pranks on each other so you might stitch them up so that you might pull a fast one on them. Um, I think it is a part of being Australian, that Aussie larrikin sort of attitude. 
Uh, well, at the moment, hopefully you've begun doing this in-house shooter. Hopefully you've begun not pranking one another, but you've hopefully begun reading in your Bible from the New Testament, a book in the Bible called Luke. Uh, Luke is one of the Gospels in the Bible. Remember in the Bible, there's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, and you're reading the third one, Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, and so as you've read Luke, I wonder if you've actually got already up to the part where Jesus is born. And that's the part that we're going to look at today. The dawn of a new era. Jesus the King is born. But before we read Luke, it's also important for us to understand a little bit about what's going on in this book and, and who's writing it and why he's writing it. You see, Luke, he writes the letter or the, the gospel of Luke about all the life of Jesus for his friend, his young friend, a guy called Theophilus or Theophilus, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Now, Theophilus was one of his young friends, and, and Luke writes to him uh, for a particular reason. You see, there's been lots of things that have been written about Jesus, uh, both in the past and also the newer Gospels as well, like Matthew, Mark, and John. And Luke, uh, he wrote his book, his Gospel, to his friend so that his friend would be certain about the things that had been taught about Jesus, both the prophecies about Jesus and also the other words that were out there about Jesus. And that's what Luke writes at the very beginning. He says this in Luke chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. He says, Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who were first eyewitnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things that you have been taught. See, Luke knew that Theophilus had been taught many things about Jesus. But Luke was concerned that Theophilus needed to be certain that the things that had been taught about Jesus were true. And so Luke writes. He writes not to stitch up his friend, not to pull a fast one or to prank him. But Luke writes so that Theophilus would be certain, that he would be sure, that he would be confident that the things that he knows about Jesus are dead set the truth. That there's no lie in them, that they are as they have been said. A lot of the other Gospels, they're written as eyewitness accounts. So there were some guys that walked around and saw Jesus literally do things. But Luke, he writes from other eyewitnesses. He writes not as an eyewitness himself, but he goes and investigates the things about Jesus and, and does some research. Now, what's interesting about Luke is that Luke was actually a doctor. Uh, and so what do we know about doctors? Well, they're usually pretty smart. And as well as being pretty smart, they know as well when uh, somebody is dead or when somebody is alive. So I reckon that's important for us to remember, because as we read this gospel, we know that he's not writing to pull a fast one on his friend, Theophilus. He's not writing to fool him or to trick him. He's writing to reveal to him the truth. But we also know that he's sort of, he's, he's a smart guy. And when he investigates things, he's going to do so carefully. He's a doctor. And also his livelihood is on the line here, right? If you're a doctor and you're going to say something like somebody was dead, but then they were raised back to life. That's pretty significant, isn't it? And so I think that as we read this book, as we begin to read Luke, both as you read it in your house tutor and also as we talk about it together here on chapel, that you will be confident to know that the things that we hear about Jesus can be counted as true. They can be believed as true. There is good warrant to believe so. So uh, with no further ado, let's sort of get into this now and let's focus in a little bit uh, on the very first moment here that we see in Luke's gospel. And it's all about Jesus' birth. 
So what's uh, interesting here, as we come to Luke's gospel, uh, I want you to remember as well what we've been looking at over this last year, as what we've looked at in term one and term two in semester one. Uh, we focused on the search for a king. That was our title, the search for a king. And we did that by looking at the story in 1 Samuel, where we saw Samuel was the leader of God's people, and then Saul, and then David. And then we're left asking, well, who will now be the forever king? Because it's not going to be David. And that was a question that we got left uh, with at the end of last term. We're searching for a king. David is a good king, but he's not the forever king. Who is going to be the forever king? Well, we're going to see right now that this forever king, the king for all people, not just the Israelites, this forever king is Jesus. So now let's read. Let's read in Luke chapter 1, verse 31 to 33. Uh, this is what these verses say. This is an angel, the angel Gabriel, talking to Mary. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. From the silence, and actually from the silence of about 500 years, God now speaks. And God speaks in a time of great difficulty for God's people. You see, God's people, they've been without a king for a very long time. For somewhere around 500 or so years, they have not had a king over them. Remember, like we said before, that God's people wanted a king and they got a king. It finished in our story last term by looking at King David. But after King David, there was a whole run of all kinds of kings. Many, many kings, kings particularly on the line of the, the leaders of Judah, God's people, Judah. Uh, and some of those kings were good, but the problem is most of them were bad. And those kings led people not to God, but sadly they led people away from God. And so as a result, God's people enter a time of exile, a time when they're not able to live out as God's people freely with their own king over them. In fact, what happens is a nation, a foreign nation, rises up over Babylon, uh, over Israel, God's people, and that nation is called Babylon. Babylon have a great and big and mighty king, and that king rules over them. And life is really hard for God's people. And that's just the beginning. For as time goes on, God's people continue to be ruled over by foreign kings, by foreign nations. And as this story begins, we discover that that's exactly the way it is for God's people. Because in verse 5 of chapter 1, we see that there is a foreign king who is in charge, King Herod. King Herod is in charge of God's people, of all people living in that time in and around Jerusalem. Not one of God's kings, but a foreign king. Although that was a terrible time for God's people, and although they had, they're living in this period of time where they didn't have a king of their own, they did look forward to a king that was promised. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, they are promised that one day there will be a new king that will rise up and his kingdom will endure forever. 
that this king would come up and he will be not just a temporary king, but he will be an eternal king. Well, what's exciting about that little passage that we read today from Luke chapter 1 uh, is that um, we, we see that this king that was promised all those years ago has now been announced by this angel called Gabriel, this angel, this messenger from God. It's as good as God speaking to Mary, right? The the angel comes and announces to Mary that she is going to give birth. Give birth to somebody special. She is going to give birth to the forever king. And I wonder if you notice the things that the angel said about this forever king. The angel said that she will conceive and give birth to a son and she is to call him Jesus. She said that he's going to be great. She said that he will be called the Son of God, the Most High. She said as well that he will even be given David's throne. See, this is a king who is going to rule on David's throne, from David's line. He is going to be a king after God's own heart. He is going to be a king as well who is going to reign over God's people and he's going to reign over God's people forever. This is good news. I hope you can see that, that the beginning of Luke is exciting. It's like this big noisy moment where there's been silence. There is now noise and God is active and he is active in bringing about his salvation plan for all people. This is the dawn of a new age. This is a time where God is going to stamp the fact that he is the king over his people. And he's going to provide a king for his people. And this king is coming. And what's exciting is that this king is going to save. Listen to what Luke chapter 2 verse 11 says. This is just after Jesus is born. And there's a big announcement that is made. I wonder, by the way, if when you were born, there was an announcement that was made about your birth. Probably uh, it was maybe uh, maybe a text message was sent around. Maybe even there was a newspaper article or a newspaper little snippet that was put in the paper. That's happened for me. Now when you're born, uh, you, you put something up on Facebook or on your social media pipe saying that the baby has been born. Well, when Jesus is born in Luke chapter 2 verse 11, it says, Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born. He is the Messiah. That means the promised king, and he is the Lord. This is exciting. Luke shows us from his investigations that Mary was told that she was going to give birth to the king, the forever king, the long-awaited king and saviour. Jesus is going to be born, and he has been born to bring on a new time, a new era, a new era where all people will be saved from sin by belonging to God as his people, as his people who are all saved by the King Jesus. And so the question that we've got to ask as we come to the end of this chapel talk is this, does that include you? Is Jesus your promised King and Saviour? Is he the king that you accept? Is he the king that you follow? Is he the king that you worship because he is the king who has saved you? Broughton, will you live a life through Christ? A life through Christ the king. The king who has been announced as the forever king.
Thanks for listening, everyone. You can get in contact with me via Twitter at MRK Schroeder or on the Anchor app, you can actually leave a voice message. I'd love you to do that and I might include it in the next podcast. Catch you later. Thank you.